Pisces. It's Melissa Brunetti, the host of Mind Your Own Karma. I hope you had a great weekend. It was Mother's Day, and I hope you got to see your moms or that special mom figure in your life and that you got to tell them how much you appreciated them this weekend. I just want to remind you that if you're enjoying the podcast, please hit the subscribe button and leave a review if you can on the platform that you are listening to. You can also connect with me on my Instagram and Facebook pages, Mind Your Own Karma. You can find me there. If you want to send me an email, it's mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. I would be happy to entertain any subjects that you are wanting me to cover. Also, feel free to share the podcast on your social media or to friends. It really helps get the word out of the podcast and helps boost the numbers and the algorithms. Those are such crazy analytical things that I knew nothing about before doing a podcast, but it really does help get the word out about the podcast, and I would really appreciate it. May 16th is the full moon bonus episode of The Karma Files, so if you've been enjoying the true paranormal and just unexplained stories that we've been talking about on the bonus episodes, it will be coming out, I believe, Monday is the 16th. So be looking out for that. There is going to be some new and exciting upcoming announcements. So stay tuned for that. I have got some things turning in the brain here. So just uh, stay tuned and I'll let you know as those things unfold in the next few weeks. I'm just super, super excited about uh, where this podcast is going and the direction that it's going to be going next. So stay tuned. So let's jump right into the topic today. Um, You know that the Mind Your Own Karma podcast is about you and it is about you living your best life. And nobody can tell you what your best life looks like. And that's what this whole podcast is about. Everybody's journey is different and everybody's journey is going to look different because there's no two people that are alike in this world. We each have our own combination of gifts to bring and nobody else has that combination. So that's what is just so cool. And I just want to help you find your combination. And I remember when I was going through my own process of, you know, becoming my butter, the butterfly that I am and learning about myself, it was a process because I was just wide open and just like letting everything in and I'm wanting to experience everything, which is good because you want to see how everything kind of feels like, does that feel good to me? Okay. That didn't, you know, I'm going to go in this direction. Okay. Well that didn't work. And so there is a lot of trial and error when you are starting that journey. But I do think that also we need to have boundaries. And I didn't have a lot of boundaries at the time because I was just kind of, woo-woo, I'm, I'm free, I'm out here, I'm experiencing everything and I'm having fun. But, you know, I could have I really benefited from having some boundaries and learning a little bit about myself before I just went out there all willy-nilly. So I've been thinking about a few things ways that we could draw some boundaries, specifically some things that we should all stop doing, including myself on some of these, but there are some things that we should stop doing. And I have about 16 of these things. I'm going to go over eight of them today and probably the other eight next week. 
And I think these are just all really good reminders for us. So just think about them as I'm reading. And if the shoe fits, then wear it. And, you know, if you need to make some changes, then do it. So number one is arguing with people. We just really need to stop arguing with people. Why do we do this? I'm not talking about like having a discussion about something. I'm talking about really arguing. And we argue about the stupidest crap. You know, I mean, there is so much arguing about everything nowadays that everyone's talking and nobody's listening. And you see it every day on social media. I mean, you could post a picture of like a beautiful dandelion that's in your yard with a caption that says, you know, look at this beautiful flower. And someone will argue that a dandelion is not a flower. It's a weed. And why would you even call it a flower? And those things are why my grass looks like crap because my neighbor has a ton of dandelions in their yard and it's spreading into my yard. And it's people like you that just don't care about your neighbors. And the next thing you know, they booted you off their friends list and you've been blocked. You've been blocked so fast that your head spins. I mean, we see it all the time. Everyone is just so angry and triggered nowadays. And when we're arguing, do we really, really think that we are going to change anyone's opinion about anything? I mean, I know that some of you probably think that you're the smartest person on the planet and that everyone should listen to you. But let me tell you just a little secret. Nobody cares about your opinion. They have their own opinions based on generations that came before them and how they've experienced life themselves so far that have shaped their beliefs. I mean, no two people have the same journey in life and our journeys shape us into who we are and everyone is different. Everyone's journey is different. So let's just acknowledge that and move on. Let's agree to disagree And another little secret is you don't have to win an argument to be right. Did you know that? (laughs) You know what? You can be right in your own little world, in your own little karmacopia. You could be right, but you're not changing anybody else's mind. And all the arguing is changing is your skyrocketing blood pressure now and your stress level. And that's it. So let's allow everyone to have their opinion and they don't need to be attacked for it because is it really affecting your everyday life? Probably not. So the best thing to do for your own peace of mind is to mind your own karma. You mind yours, I'll mind mine, and everyone can live in their karmacopia and be happy. Number two is wasting energy on one-sided relationships. Isn't this one a can of worms? I mean, we have all been there probably, right? Hanging on to the little breadcrumbs and pretending we're happy and satisfied with those little breadcrumbs and that we can sustain ourselves on those little breadcrumbs. We tell ourselves, sure, we can sustain ourselves on that little bit that we're getting out of the relationship. I'm fine. I'm fine. I know when I would be in that kind of relationship, I'd hold on as long as I could, knowing full well that it wasn't going to last, but I didn't want it to end. 
And why didn't I want it to end? Because what if no one else came along? I didn't want to be left alone. And it felt good to have someone interested in me. Just to name a few things that were going through my head. I mean, and I hated change. I hated it. And I hated rejection. Everybody does. Then all the questioning that you do with yourself, like, okay, well, then what's wrong with me? And why don't they want to be with me? And wah, wah, wah. And saying all this now and hearing myself say it out loud, it sounds so pathetic. But when you're in it, in the depths of it, it hurts, man, and it sucks. But aren't we just wasting time? I mean, we know the inevitable's coming. I did. But we pretend to be ignorant about it. And we don't want to face it because then we have to look at ourselves and we have to pick ourselves back up or worse yet, we have to make, we have to, we have to actually make the move to move on. And we don't want to do that. And maybe if we give it a little more time, we can make them fall in love with us and they'll realize how lucky they are and we'll live happily ever after. Aren't those all things that we've told ourselves when we're in these sucky, one-sided relationships? Now, what if the relationship's a relative and not just a significant other? What if it's someone you have to deal with on a regular basis? And that this is a huge subject that could be a whole nother 10 podcasts. But the short answer is to try and limit the time you have to spend with that person and make sure that you draw boundaries ahead of time before seeing that person. I mean, just because they are related to you doesn't mean you have to take their abuse or whatever guilt trip they're trying to send you on. If you can, try and give them the benefit of the doubt, but be ready to pull your boundary card if you have to do it. I mean, that's the really short answer because no doubt there are a thousand and one scenarios when we're talking about relatives and one-sided relationships that I just can't cover them all today. But the short answer is have boundaries and try and limit the time you have to spend with them. And don't hesitate to find a good therapist to help you navigate a healthy way to have some kind of interaction with that person if you absolutely have to interact with them. It's very difficult to draw boundaries when it's a relative and a close relationship like that. So please seek help for that, either a coach, a therapist, a good friend to kind of help you navigate that. Because I think sometimes in our brain, those relationships can get um, very muddy and it's really hard to navigate and see where you need to go. Number three is overcommitting your time when you don't have the energy to do so. Why is it so difficult for us to say no? Why do we feel like we are being rude or that we have to come up with some really good excuse? Otherwise, we feel obligated to say yes and do everything we can for everyone. Everyone but ourselves. You cannot pour out anything for anyone else if your cup is completely empty. But boy, Do we sure try? Do you hear yourself saying yes sometimes? And as the words are coming out of your mouth, you are like, what did I just do? Did I just say that out loud? (laughs) Like, 
you couldn't come up with a good excuse quick enough. So you just said yes. And now you're regretting it, like really regretting it. I've done that. If you're one of those people like me, one thing you can do when you get caught off guard like that is just say, let me get back to you. Give me a few days. And if you don't hear from me, get back to me, text me or call me. I mean, you don't have to give an answer in the moment and give yourself a little time to really look at your week and your schedule and see if you can commit. And if you don't think you have the time or energy, it's okay to say no, even if you have the time and energy, but you just don't want to do it, you can still say no. I am giving you permission to say no, really. I'm giving you permission. And if you need me to write out with your name on it, a permission slip, I'll do it. I seriously will do it. Email me. I will send you a permission slip that says you are allowed to say no. (laughs) I'm going to write some for myself (laughs) and fill my own name in there, but I will write that for you if you need it. Moving on to number four. Number four is accepting and excusing toxic behavior because it is more comfortable than change. God, I've said a thousand times I used to hate change. So we've talked about how change is so hard many times on this podcast. And I used to accept the and excuse toxic behavior all the time. And I think I did it because it made me so uncomfortable and embarrassed when it would happen that I would literally just laugh it off like it was some kind of joke because... It was embarrassing, especially if it was in front of other people, because I didn't want them to think that this was like a serious comment because it was just so ludicrous. So I would laugh, but I knew that everyone else knew the truth, even though I was trying to make a joke out of it. And that made me even more uncomfortable. It's a horrible feeling and it's a vicious cycle sometimes. And it can really be a form of abuse, really. And until you're sick and tired of being sick and tired of their bullshit, it's hard to change. But now I can recognize that kind of crap earlier and I try to nip it. I mean, fast. And I'm not always 100%, but I can recognize that feeling of embarrassment like right away. And your feelings are always your compass. And if it's pointing straight to that's bullshit, then it's bullshit. And then that's how you know. And if you allow the behavior, you are showing that person how to treat you and they'll keep doing it as long as you tolerate it. It's sad, but true, but they will. And you have to stand up for yourself and say, enough is enough. My bullshit radar went off and I'm done. Say something to that person. You know, what's the greatest feeling in the world is finally looking that person in the face and saying, not today. This is not happening anymore. It is freaking scary. But in the end, it's the greatest feeling in the world to look at that person, that toxic person in the face and see their reaction when you stand up for yourself and say, done. I'm done. It feels 
so good. I'm actually getting the chills right now because it is just so empowering and freeing to break that tie and tell that person, you're not doing this to me anymore. I've sent you an email. I put it on Facebook. I put it on Instagram. I've shouted it from the rooftops and I got an airplane to ride it in the sky. I'm done. And you aren't going to treat me like that anymore. I am not allowing toxic people to poison me anymore. So scary. So worth it. Just do it. Number five is allowing dysfunctional people to steal your joy. Is it just me or does it seem that people that like to live in sucky town want you to live in sucky town too? They want you to be their neighbor. I mean, they don't want to move out of sucky town, even though it sucks living there. They just want you to join them and have you live in the same neighborhood. You can tell who these people are right away by their vibration. You can feel it. I mean, for me, those people either make me feel irritated or they suck the energy from me. And what's irritating is that you have heard their same sob story 4,001 times before, and they're still telling the same freaking story because they haven't done anything to fix the issue. And I get so frustrated. They just want to bitch about it and keep bitching about it because dysfunction has become part of their identity. But that doesn't mean you have to be part of their pity party. They will try to invite you to their party in Sucky Town. Do not go. I think, um, I think we feel obligated. We feel an obligation to listen and entertain people's problems. But if you have heard it before and now it's a broken record, and I think I just dated myself saying broken record. Wait, wait, no, because records have made a comeback. So I think I think I'm okay. <laughs> records have made a comeback. But if they start to sound like a broken record, you aren't helping them by listening to their sad story over and over and over again. And any advice that you try to give them is probably going to get blocked by a thousand and one excuses and them telling you and them telling themselves why they can't do that. So until they are sick of their bullshit, there is really nothing anyone can do about them wanting to be dysfunctional. End of story. That's it. There's nothing anyone can do until they're tired of their bullshit. And I think until there's nobody left to listen to their story anymore, because we're all tired of it, that's the only time they're going to change is when they have nobody else to listen to their story, except for themselves. And then what? They're not getting any attention. They can't replay it over and over in their minds. They can't say it out loud to anybody. And so I think that's when people are forced to make a change. So you're not helping by listening to their story for the 4,000 and second time. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of your energy and you're really not helping anyone. So stop doing it. Definitely one of the things you should stop doing. 
On to number six, trying to fix people as an act of love. Stop trying to save the world. All it's going to do is leave your cup empty because what you pour into that person's cup is going to leak right out onto the ground because their cup is in pieces and they haven't even tried to start putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. But you want to keep pouring because your ego tells you that you have the answers to for this person. You have the answers to all their problems and that you feel like you have this obligation to tell them or they might never hear it from anybody else. Let me tell you something. First of all, it's your opinion that this person is somehow broken in the first place. And who are you to tell anyone that they're living their life the wrong way? I mean, oh my God, what would the world do without you telling everyone what they should be doing? We wouldn't know what to do. So calm your ego down and take a breath and mind your own karma because if that person wants advice or help and they trust you enough and want your opinion, trust me, they will ask for it when they are ready. And we all know that until someone is ready to make a change, it isn't going to happen. And second of all, if you are one of those people that like to say, I told you so, no, nobody wants to hear that. There is no need to say those words to anyone because... Well, I can only speak for myself, but if I messed something up, I can see what I should have done. And maybe it's what you told me that I should have done and I didn't listen and I should have. But I'm a grown ass adult woman that can make my own decisions. And that includes making my own mistakes and owning up to them. Trust me when I say, I will remember you telling me. So sure as hell throwing it in my face when what I really need in that moment is some, is some support. That is just creating some really gnarly karma for you. And there I go, dating myself again, showing everyone that I grew up in the gnarly California Valley Girl 80s, <laughs> which was the best decade ever, by the way. And okay, the 70s are a close second, in my opinion, but the 80s were the best. Anyway, I don't need anyone telling me I told you so. Because I can't say on the podcast what might happen to you if you decide to do that to me. But if you want to try it and find out, do it at your own risk. And I think that just about, I think that just about goes for everybody. No one likes a know-it-all, so stop with the I told you so's, and if I need your advice, I'll ask for it. And last but not least, don't get butthurt if the person asks you for advice and doesn't take it. It's a free country. Live and let live. They're making their own choices. Let them make their own mistakes if that's what happens. It's all good. It's all a learning process. Let them learn. Maybe it's the best thing for them. Maybe you were wrong. Who's to say? It'll all come out in the wash. 
Number seven, we need to stop discarding our boundaries to fit uncomfortably in other people's lives. Man, isn't that what we all did in high school? I mean, we don't have to do that anymore. That's what I did. That's what I did in church too. Screw that bullshit. I let the church tell me what my boundaries were, what my kids' boundaries were. Screw that. We are all sinners, right? I mean, I don't I don't become perfect the moment I decide to live a Christian life. I try to be a good person and I still try to be a good person, but I'm pretty positive that I don't fit everyone's mold or the definition of good. And I don't want to be like everyone else. So this is who I am. Take me or leave me because I don't live my life to make you comfortable. I'm not trying to make you uncomfortable by any means, but if I'm not your cup of espresso, then feel free to find a Starbucks and have it your own way because I'm done being a chameleon and changing myself to everyone else's favorite color. I'm not doing that anymore. I want to be my favorite color. I drink wine and I cuss and I like to be spontaneous. It's too boring to be anyone other than myself. So don't allow people or circumstances to change you or the boundaries that you have set for yourself or the boundaries that you have set for other people. You do you. And those that are disapproving of that, they can go find their people. They can find their own tribe. No harm, no foul. Do what you got to do to be you and let everything else come out in the wash. Because it will. When you do you and people aren't driving with that, they'll fall off. They'll go find their own people and it's fine. And you're going to evolve and you're going to find your people and you're going to be happy and they're going to be happy and everyone's going to be happy living their own karma. It's great. Number eight, pretending to be happy when I was hurting. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a big one for me. I did that forever. (laughs) I pretended so much that I ended up making myself physically sick. I've told you that story many times. I tried to keep up the acting job. I tried my best until there was no choice but to change. I mean, it was either change or die. And I kind of wanted to live, although if I'm being authentic here with you guys, there were times, because I was still deep into the church, that I cried out to God to fix my situation. Please fix my situation or take me, please. I remember literally sobbing and begging for it. Fix it or take me. I thought I was doing the right thing, being what I was supposed to be. And man, that just sounds so foreign to me now. It just literally makes my skin crawl. I can't believe I used to live that way, but I felt like I didn't have a choice unless I wanted to hurt a lot of people and I didn't want to hurt people. And I felt selfish making the choice because I was going to help hurt people. I thought if I kept on walking that things would get better, you know, maybe tomorrow something's going to change. But when you aren't living a genuine life, the universe steps in and says, 
hold on a minute. No, 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 no. It says, beautiful one, you are so worthy of happiness. You are so worthy of living a life that you love. And I'm going to help you do that. I'm going to be gentle at first, but if you don't change, I love you so much that I will make it unbearably difficult for you. And you will have no choice but to change. That is what the universe would say to you. Universe, God, creator, whatever you call that. The universe loves you that much. That it will literally push you off the cliff if it has to do that. Because the universe loves you that much. Stop listening to the outside noise. Get quiet and listen to your inner voice. If you are unhappy, stop pretending that you are and figure it out. It's not going to go away. Trust me, it's not going to go away. The universe will not allow it to go away if it's not where you are supposed to be. So get quiet and listen to your inner voice. If you're unhappy, feel it. Yes, it's a lower vibration, and we all know we don't want to set up camp there. But if you are always living at a higher vibration with no lows, then we would take all the good for granted because it's just in our nature to do that. When things are good, we don't realize it till things go bad, right? Till things go sideways, and you're like, oh, dang, I didn't. I didn't appreciate what I had and now it's gone. You don't, you don't know what you got till it's gone, right? That song. (laughs) So we need the lows to appreciate the highs. So you know what? Cry, scream, beat a pillow, whatever you need to do to feel it so that you can release it because pushing emotions down will make you sick. It can manifest in so many different ways throughout your body, mentally and physically. So stop being the actor in your own life and stop pretending to be someone you aren't for the benefit of others' joy. If you reveal that you are not happy because you are living a lie and anyone still wants you to be that person, That's not your person. Not anymore. That's not your person. Someone that is okay or doesn't want you to change because it's uncomfortable for them when you have revealed that you're hurting, that's not somebody that you want to hang around with. That's not somebody that you want to keep in your life. That just sounds ludicrous, ludicrous to me. Let it go. Let it go. So those are just the first eight stop signs that I have for you. I have eight more coming at you next week. So I hope you tune in again with me next Tuesday for that. And then Monday following that is the Full Moon Karma Files bonus episode 
where we're going a little bit off the paranormal track just a tiny bit and we're getting into some unexplained weirdness. So I hope you're ready to hear this story. It is freaking me out. (laughs) Good story. Anyway, uh, so Monday the 16th for that and then you will see me back on the 17th where things might take a little bit of a turn for um, where I'm going with the podcast next. So stay tuned. And as always, take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. And I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Own Karma podcast today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating and comment about this podcast. You have no idea how much this helps to get the word out about this podcast and reach more people. Be sure to click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing. You can also find my Instagram and Facebook links below if you would like to follow me there as well. If you would like to send me a message, have an idea for an upcoming episode, or even think you or someone you know might be a great guest on the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. And lastly, if you like true ghost stories, you might want to look into my bonus Karma Files full moon episodes. And if you have any personal ghost stories, you can email or DM them to me and they might get featured on the podcast. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.